is the Venny White Show on In-Depth Radio, News Talk 1010. It is. Good evening. My name is Vinny White. I'm from London. Um, and I live here now. Get that out of the way. And um, you can get in touch with the show on 416-872-1010. And you can text the show live on 71010. Because uh, I'd like your involvement. Although we are quite busy uh, because we've got a pig coming in. Yeah. Pig's going to be in the studio later. For long-term listeners... You might remember, uh, I've had a pig in before. In fact, many people would say, I mean, uh, there's a pig in every week. But I I had a, a, I think he's a Vietnamese potbelly pig. He's a friend of mine who's got a pet pig. And he came in, oh, it's got to be a couple of years ago now. And I just said, like, what's, what's the deal with a pig? You know, that's pretty much the question that he has to put up with on every street corner when walking his pig. And uh, he's a really nice guy. Uh, I, it was nearly off. I got a bit worried, actually, because just now he called me up just about to go on air and he said, uh, I can't get the pig in the car. And I've seen photos of the pig. He is He's a big pig. I don't know how many pounds, but I'd say he's definitely heavier than me. And I'm like a reasonably normal-sized dude. So, yeah, we'll, we'll find out later. It's going to be great radio. I mean, obviously, I'm going to get fired because you're going to chew everything in the studio. Um including the mic covers. But apparently he just didn't want to get in the car. Nowadays, I think he's quite hard to pick up. So apparently Murph, the pig owner, enticed him into the car with various fruits and then shut the door on him. And uh, he's on his way here now, chomping away, probably listening to this. So good pig, keep calm, you know, don't get nervous. A lot of pigs that go on the radio are upset or harrowed. Just, you know... Just pretend the mics aren't there. By the way, the the pig's name is, uh, rightly or wrongly, Bacon. So Bacon, the pig, and Aaron are on their way. And I don't think radio gets better than that. I think uh, Howard Stern's quaking in his boots. Uh, And also we'll discuss the news, because we are a news talk station, uh, in and around Toronto, with Amanda Cupido. Um... First, though, I'd like to let you know about a prank call that's been going on in America. And I read this aghast today. And uh, <laughs> it's, it doesn't say a lot about the, uh, the brains of your average American. Prank call. A prank caller has uh, tricked workers in Minnesota in a Burger King into smashing the windows of the restaurant to keep it from exploding, police said yesterday. Uh, And this mirrors similar deceptions at Burger King's and other fast food restaurants in other states in recent months. Yeah. Police said employees at the restaurant uh, got a call on Friday night from someone claiming to be with the fire department. Uh, The caller said the restaurant could explode, so they need to relieve the pressure. Hmm? Uh, The manager and other employees believed the caller and smashed all the windows on the ground floor. Uh, officers arrived uh, Officers arrived and found that the manager and employees at the Burger King were smashing out the windows, Sergeant Rick Boone told the Star. The manager uh, explained they'd received a phone call from a male who'd identified himself as a fireman, so he was obviously a fireman because, you know, firemen often phone places up and say, can you smash all your windows? Um, apparently the guy had said there's dangerous levels of gas in the building and that they should break all the windows immediately from stop it to stop the building from blowing up. Genius. 
Uh, Boone said there was no immediate uh, cost estimate for the damage. The restaurant was boarded up today. <laughs> and, and investigators were trying to identify the caller. I'd love to see that insurance claim. You smashed them out yourself? Well, yeah. I mean, you would if someone phoned you and told you to. Yeah, I wouldn't. Um, Boone said they're trying desperately to identify the caller. I'd tell you where he was. I can tell you right now. He was on the public phone opposite. Uh, you might not have spotted him because he was on the floor. Pissing himself. Probably with a friend who I would imagine they just had a joint and they were having the best night of their lives. Uh, they're probably at home now. They're probably still laughing. In fact, if you want to find them, just wander around the neighbourhood listening for laughing. They're never going to let it go. Uh, so apparently someone placed a similar call to a Burger King in Shawnee, Oklahoma, on Thursday night, claiming there were high levels of carbon monoxide in the building. Window damage there was, was $10,000. They're all at it. I love this, right? It was a little upsetting that they would try to give the fire department a black eye, says... Thomas Larman of the Shawnee Fire Department. It's a weird expression, isn't it? Have you ever, you ever heard that, Pat? No. I suppose, I think that in Britain we'd say egg on the face. You know? I don't think that was the goal, though. No. It's a little upsetting that they would try to give the fire department a black eye. A bad name? I don't really get it. Anyway. <laughs> That's not really the most shocking part of the story. The shocking part is that anyone would believe this. Uh, the fireman said, we would never do anything like this. We're here to serve the public. And then presumably under his breath, he said, we are astonished at people's idiocy. I mean, it's making me wonder if we can trust to go there for a hamburger in the evening. What are they going to do next? Put a nail bomb in it so it can kill the bacteria? I wouldn't trust anyone. Anyone that believes that they need to smash windows to relieve pressure shouldn't be cooking me food. Now, what could they do, though? That's a good point. I mean, Not much. I was going to say janitor, but I wouldn't trust them with a mop either. No. It's uh, a perfect thing to break windows with. What could they do? What could you do with someone that's ridiculously gullible? Oh, co-host on a talk show. Are you alluding to me? No. <laughs> well, this got pretty bloody embarrassing pretty bloody quick. No, you know, like uh, in, on those morning, those crazy, wacky morning zoo shows. Morning zoos, yeah. Yeah, they always go, now we're going to cross live to Stuntman Stu, who's out walking in traffic. Hey, Stu. Oh, hi, you guys have kind of stitched me up, huh? I didn't see this coming. I'm going to get hit by a goddamn car. That's great, Stu. Quality radio. That sort of thing. I think that's how it goes. Uh, apparently, a similar call to a Burger King in Morrow Bay in California about a, a purported gas leak in early February resulted in $35,000 of damage. Genius. Not only did employees smash the windows, but the manager, the manager, the manager went as far as ramming his own car into the building. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> Police in Tucson, Arizona, say several similar prank calls were placed to jack-in-the-box restaurants in early February, fooling workers at one store. Like, what did they say for that one? You need to smash the windows because Jack is about to come out of the box. Smash everything. Absolutely wonderful. Uh, your text so far, Vinny, bacon sounds like a delicious pet, just saying. I think they may be purporting to eating. 
bacon. One of the things I want to ask Aaron is, does he cook bacon in the house when Bacon the Pig is there? Because that's, like, barbaric, isn't it? Pigs will eat just about anything, oh, though, yeah, won't they? Yeah, actually, I'm, what I'm doing, I'm thinking that pigs are fussy eaters, and that's not how I think pigs think. See, apparently you can open the fridge now, though. Can't wait for this pig to come in. It's going to be... I mean, you know your radio show's tragic when the the headliner is a pig and he's better than the host. The pig is upstaging the host. The pig is upstaging both of us. It will, and, and my God, the ladies love it. Yeah, it's Aaron, that's why I like the pig. Yeah, if Aaron was single, he wouldn't be single, if you know what I mean. Because ladies love a pig. That's why the ladies love a pig. You're tuned in to The Vinny White Show on In-Depth Radio, News Talk 1010. She brings news of ice and snow, but it's not her fault. It's Amanda Cupid. Oh. Beautiful. Thank you. Hello. Hello. So you told me something earlier off air that I just have to share with the world. (laughs) Oh, by the way, first of all, Amanda Cupido um, is the news guru and anchor, and she comes in every week to talk about what's going on. There's your intro. Um, Thank you. But I just can't get my mind past what I've learned. It's so long I've known you. Yeah. And I've always called you Capido. I thought it was spelt with a K. Got K-A. It, got it right. Oh, man. Bit of trouble with her earlier when I emailed her. <laughs> I was just offended. Yeah. No, you couldn't even email me because I couldn't figure out how to spell my last name. <laughs> that was the issue. <laughs> <laughs> and I did that, well, that. You know that thing that some people do? I always do it when I feel particularly weak against a woman. And, and I pretend that I was joking. She goes, are you serious right now? And I very nearly went, no, I was joking. But I couldn't. <laughs> you just started no, laughing. I thought you were with a K. Yeah. I didn't know. <laughs> but what's really interesting is she said, it's, have you never thought about it? It's Cupid O, as in Cupid. And then she blows me off my socks <laughs> and tells me that she was born on Valentine's Day. So you're like a proper little Cupid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. A lovely little so angel. So it's spelled Cupid with an O. Yeah, a little yeah. angel. That's very sweet. Yes. So it's a really crazy coincidence. And uh, my parents were told to name me Valentina, but that would have just been Ooh. too much. No, that's awful. And very glad they did not. So it would be Valentina. Capito. <laughs> <laughs> the worst, right? Like what, You'd have to permanently dress with red love hearts around oh, you. Walk around with fake wings on like a little... <laughs> What do they call those things? Cherub. Like yeah. a cherub. Oh, but she's our cherub. Yeah. And every week she flies in with a little news wings and spills usually news of death and destruction. Oh. Sort of the romance bubbles away at that point. Um, right, news. Busy news day. Run That's me through. What's going on here? Well, first off, there was an overnight crash that was just particularly brutal. And really, you know, sometimes I report on so many news stories and sometimes there's ones that just make you take that extra second to think about that really affect you. And this was one of them where it was a group of five people all uh, believed to be under the age of 27, ranging between 19 and 27 years old. And they were just speeding. Witnesses say going like 130 kilometers an hour in on a street where it was a max of 60 kilometers an hour. They hit two cars before jumping the curb, then hitting a pole, hitting a garbage can, hitting a fence, knocking down trees, like running into trees. And three people died. Four people were just catapulted out of the car. And then two people are still in hospital right now. So three three of the five died. Yep. Two in hospital. Yep. And so, and so the, sorry, that's why. And then four of those people were had been catapulted out of the car with this crash. Oh. Like, it's just, it's so disturbing. And you have to think, how did that 
you know, it was just gunning down for a, quite a large block um, between just hitting everything, hitting on its everything way. in its path. Yeah. And it's, it's this is in North York, and it's just it's so scary. And they're talking to people who saw it. First off, them in the car realizing they had could do nothing if that car hit them. They were done, like life flashing before their eyes moments, just mm. scary. Mm. We get into cars and we go and drive every day. You know, you don't think that that's going to happen to you. Luckily, no one outside that gang got right. hurt. In the other cars. But then you have to think other in that car. Or pedestrians or, you know. Yeah, but in that car, there must have been four people just screaming. Well, yeah, because not everyone's going to be gunning along going, oh, this is awesome. There are yeah. going to be people that had no idea that all this was going to unfold. Right. Who are lethally wounded. And... It's so for the families, like it must have been a group of friends, and then we don't know what who was even driving and what happened there. You, I, you, you have to believe, like, we don't know if the driver died. No, it was one of the three, dead. we don't know that yet. And so, it's sounds it, to me like he was unconscious at the end of it. That's what I'm thinking. Maybe, or they obviously, their police think that alcohol could have been a factor, mm. speed definitely a factor, but it's just really, you know, it's just scary. For every everyone, all, all parts involved, it's it's scary. Highly grim. Yeah, unfortunately. Um, it would be alright if it was Grand Theft Auto, but in real life, it's real life. It's somewhat harrowing. Yeah, and then we had a Actually, body. Having pit. said that, some of Grand Theft Auto is somewhat harrowing. <laughs> I remember I when I first saw it, and my mate said, um, "Look at this! I'm going to club a prostitute over the head." And I said, "I know it's not real, but what? I'm not really alright with that." No. Also, like, what are we going to do when, when I go to bed, right, and leave your house? Are you going to, like, wander around the neighbourhood pulling heads off cats? Because you sound really disturbed. No, you shouldn't even enjoy beating prostitutes. What am I actually saying right now? <laughs> this is a public information notice. You really shouldn't enjoy beating prostitutes, no. even in an online f- fake world. And especially when kids are playing those games, it is it is disturbing. I never I never got used to them. I, I haven't got a computer apart from to work on, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, couldn't, I never really saw the joy in it. No. Anyway, we digress. Have you got anything slightly more cheerful? No, there's a, it's been a bit of a grim day. Jay's won. That's that's happy. Jay's yeah, won. Okay, so I know you don't care about sports. Mulcair is out, and I actually kind of feel bad. I like Mulcair. He had a nice beard. I know. He was and like, he like seemed... he was a hipster before hipsters became cool. <laughs> he seemed, uh, yeah, he seemed sad, and I kind of felt bad. But he's been pushed out, hasn't he? Yeah, so they mm. voted today in Edmonton, the uh, members of the NDP. And... I saw Tim Hudak earlier. He's a good-looking fellow in real life, isn't he? Yeah. yeah it's not nearly always. You think that when you meet politicians, because they've got makeup on and stuff, when you meet them, and I met him for um, a coffee earlier. Well, actually, I was getting a coffee, and we had that awkward hi chat that I don't know you. It's weird when you know someone, like because he doesn't know me, but I know him. Right. And he probably knows that I know him because everyone knows him. He's right. A, if you don't know him, by the way, he's a politician here. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it's like, I don't need to ask him what he's doing here because I know. But he doesn't know who I am. And then I went through this little moment of, why aren't you asking about me? I'm important too, just because I'm not in politics. <laughs> so obviously I'm never going to vote for him. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a great full story. Yeah. Full circle story. Uh, and it just definitely doesn't display any paranoia whatsoever. But I love how it started with, I went for a coffee with him. <laughs> no, that was a lie. I didn't. You I didn't. Was, you... I was getting a coffee and he was next to me. So I've just put, I've name dropped him <laughs> and made it sound like we were best your buddies. You're we, starstruck. We we barely, he doesn't even know my name. <laughs> Which is wrong and disgusting. Well, he will after this segment, I'll tell you that. Ah, Well, let me take back what I said about him being good-looking. Also, (laughs) he's spawn of Satan. (laughs) You have a man crush, it's okay? Yeah, he was a good-looking fella. Yeah. Not, of course, as much of our own Prime Minister, who's astonishingly (laughs) good-looking. So much so that um, in 
Russia, right, there's this cafe that they've set up in Siberia that's got all the leaders in toilet form. So you can, in a sense, literally go and pee on Western leaders. Oh, my God. Like their faces in the toilet? On the toilet bowl. Okay. Yeah. The toilet bowls have got images of various Western leaders, including David Cameron, Angela Merkel, and the Ukrainian president, um, oh, I've forgotten his name, Petro Poroskin, Pigot, Hujib Popolov. Mm-hmm. That's it. And uh, it. <laughs> there's a lawsuit coming for that one. And um, various. <laughs> the worst one is Barack Obama, who isn't on a toilet, but he is on the toilet paper. Oh. Yeah. The whole point of it is this is really idiotically patriotic to Putin place. So there's loads of pictures of Putin looking great. You can't urinate on Putin anyway. Oh, right. But, like, I was, I, I don't think it's very progressive to international relations to do such a low and not that funny bit of hardcore patriotism. But also, like, how can you really like Putin? Like, I don't know. <laughs> she's so unlikable unless you like Bond villains. Like, I've, if he smiled i think his face would crack i wonder what the people there think though like we're from the outside perspective it seems like a no-brainer yeah but do like what do they people what do there what are do his people think they must like him he must have supporters. but there's people that have liked there's people that still think hitler was a good bloke isn't right there? you know neo-nazis are still rife even in germany amazingly you've got people that think that stalin was great and every year that his birthday would be, they'd go out and march and say he was great. He's a mass murdering nutter. Yeah. So I think what I'm saying is just don't trust people and their judgment, with the exception of me and you. <laughs> <laughs> You're listening to Propaganda <laughs> FM. <laughs> anyway, that's what's that's going on. Um, but I did have a bit of news, slightly ch- more cheerful. Okay. Right. Hit me with it. Good news for humans. Okay. All humans? Uh, I'd say so. Three restaurants in a southern Chinese city this weekend have sacked their robot waiters. Oh. Yeah. Did you hear about this? No. One of three establishments, two have closed down, while the third one, the last one, has decided that its robots are going to be reverted back to human service. They've decided it was quite a good gimmick, and it got people in the door having like robot servers at right. the beginning, but they're not very good um, <laughs> for a number of reasons. They can't pour water... Uh, they don't understand what order you want, and they keep getting lost. <laughs> they keep getting lost. Come on, that's the one that you think they'd get right, get isn't that, it? Yeah, that's the, like you program can get that. A Google car can drive across America. Surely we can get the hamburger to the right table. That's the, within the, one room. You had one job. Yeah, one job. God damn it, robot. <laughs> anyway, they've all been fired apart from one. I don't know how he got away. I don't know if he's like a really brainy robot or what. <laughs> Maybe they just needed it to uh, be. Uh, still there for the gimmick to sort of still be there. Mm. Oh, we got a robot waiter. He's, yeah. he's going to crap, but come in. He'll <laughs> mess up your order. Trip over. Um, but the Zhang Zhang, who's a specialist in the Guangdong University of Technology, the town that has this robot left uh, in the cafe, is Guangdong. And, uh, or Guangdong, which sounds slightly rude if you have a juvenile mind like mine. <laughs> um, but she says, uh, while robots are good at repetitive tasks and manufacturing, they're still unable to perform autonomous jobs in such a tight space, and waiting will require a lot of interaction with unpredictable humans. And I don't like that, because it almost makes it so it's like, like our bloody fault. humans. So unpredictable. <laughs> Wanting different orders and being thirsty. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't they just make the robot the person who seats 
it's who seats the people when they sit down. Oh my gosh, what's that? <laughs> a, sir, the um, concierge. The hostess. The hostess. Uh, hostess. What did I say? Concierge. I went <laughs> no, that's in a building. I only go to app class restaurants. <laughs> oh no, that's not that. What's Maitre D? That's yeah, what I'm looking yeah, for. Yeah, right. And so that. just to sit them down, so that's repetitive and like the same thing. You just bring them to different sections. Welcome to Snow and Birds. <laughs> Please be seated at a table for. It's not very personal. No, but. That I don't know. Was were they ever going for personal touch? There was all robots before. Well, it's funny you should bring this up, or, or because the personal touch I feel is missing. And this week in Canadian Tire, I bought some bike lights because some bastard stole mine off my bike. Thanks for that, and uh, my fault for leaving them on there. But you know, you think <laughs> you might just who steals bike lights? That's so weird. It's weird, isn't it? Desperate plea. Anyway, so I went in there to go and buy some more, and uh, they were cheap, by the way. They're only five bucks. Well, I hope that the guy just wanted to be safe. Maybe that's. Yeah, I suppose so. Maybe I saved his life. Maybe. So there's a silver lining. Or okay. was he about to break into a house and needed a torch? <laughs> <laughs> Given the news. Was I actually partaking in a burglary? You're an accomplice. Yeah. accomplice. Oh, I'm going down. <laughs> um, anyway. Okay, so you went to go buy these yeah, lights. Yeah, I went to buy them. And I went to Canadian Tire at the Eaton Centre, which is, uh, I would describe it as a seventh circle of hell. You know, it's right. massive. You can't find anything. And every time you see someone that you, you, I was running, I was literally running at the staff <laughs> to try and get help, and they're like, oh, "Excuse me, sir, I'm busy." Uh, yeah, so am I, being lost. <laughs> so I eventually found my bike lights. I love Canadian Tire for the record. Do you? It's not that bad. But actually, I think we advertise for them. So let me take all of that back <laughs> and say that it's the best shop ever. Actually, I will say one thing: five dollars for bike lights—that's good, isn't it? It's great. Um, so I went to the checkout. There are no checkouts that involve a person. Right. So I said, and it's I the self scan now. And I like a chat because I work on my own all day. So yeah. you know, I like to have a chat. Just well, you know, about life. I bet they hate you. They don't want to chat with you. They're like, God, out of here. I'm like the old woman that's rooting around a purse. Let me see if I've got the ten cents. Don't worry about it. I'm that guy. You just want to chat, okay? Yeah. So I, I said, I thought, no, I'm putting my foot down in this. So I went up to the one woman that is sort of like overseeing that no one steals anything. Yeah. And I said, um, can I use a human? <laughs> and she goes, you can use me. But she took me to the station where I should do it myself. And just, like, looked over your shoulder. She No, she did everything for me. Oh. So she scanned the barcode. She took my money, then put it into the machine. Then the change popped out. She she basically performed an action that obviously wasn't needed. Right. But she did it with reluctancy, and we didn't have a chat. And I felt really stupid, because I couldn't help thinking, oh, she, she thinks I can't even use this. Yeah, but for I, sure she I did. I just wanted to chat, man. Oh, you should have just told her that. She have done, shouldn't I? I should have said, listen, I'm a bit lonely. Yeah, And uh, let's be honest. I haven't got a talk show for a few days. Uh, so would you be interested in listening to me talk about some of the news about Chinese robots? <laughs> 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 she'd have gone get out. Yeah, she would have kindly declined. So, well, I'm very sorry that the news of Toronto was so downbeat, with the exception of that Jays win. Yeah. But, uh, you know, at least the weather's great. Oh, no, it's still bloody snowy. <laughs> Unbelievable. I know. It's going to be sunny, though, on uh, Wednesday. So that's good. What, for 20 minutes? Maybe. I presume it's minus six. I think it, it, no, no, it's warm. Wednesday and Thursday are both going to be sunny. Are you talking warm in a Canadian way or warm in a Floridian way? Uh, Warm in a Canadian way. Like a high of like 10 degrees. (laughs) (laughs) And you know there'll be people on patios, won't there? For sure. I might be one of them. (laughs) (laughs) At this rate, I'll be there. You have to take what you can get. You do. That's uh, a good rule for life. Okay. Uh, Thank you. Shall we wrap it up here? I think so. Uh, I've got a quick joke, actually. Okay. Leave it on. I've got two jokes. Okay, right? I can't wait. What computer does Adele use? Uh, Adele? 
is correct. Yeah, okay. And it's pretty good. For bonus points, it's not. Uh, for bonus, Did you just make that up? Shut up, that's genius. I've been working on that for months. <laughs> and the other one is, um, why did Adele cross the road? I don't know. To say hello from the other side. Oh, what a bumble. You're welcome. Good one. They pay me for this crap. <laughs> All right, see you next week. Thanks see you a lot. See you This is the Venny White Show on In-Depth Radio, News Talk 1010. Oh, it's all kicking off. I don't even know what's going on anymore. The pigs were pain in the arse. It's a lovely pig, but I didn't expect it to be this difficult. That was one of the weirdest moments of my life. I got a phone call from Aaron, who's coming onto this radio show with his pet pig, and he sent him outside, so I went downstairs to let him in. It's snowing, which is, what's going on there? I I could do a 10-minute rant on that. And then he's got a pig in the snow. Just walking down, he looked really weird. Then we had to coax him up the stairs. He wasn't happy with that. And he's so fat now, we can't pick him up. So we stuck him in an elevator because he's got a bit of kibble. Do you say kibble for for pigs? Do you just use that for dogs? You know kibble? Anyway. Anyone. Anyone. Um, Anyway, we've got a bit of snack food, pig snack food. They're not fussy. And um, we've got him up and I can see him. He's on the other side of the glass, but he won't. He, the last few steps for a pig are quite hard. Bring him in. Amanda Capito's going to get the door. Come in, pig. Come in, bacon. You've been so incredibly responsive to your owner in the last 20 minutes getting up the stairs. I'm sure you'll definitely respond to me. Oh, he is actually coming in. Oh, my God. So Amanda Capito, <laughs> who works here, um, is here, and she's brought in two of her girlfriends. Because as soon as you say... My friend Vinny's got a pig. <laughs> Apparently, women just—I don't even know the amount of radio shows I've done in the history. Do you think any chicks have ever come in? No, but you bring a pig in, and they're all over it. So there's there's three girls in here, and there's Aaron who owns the pig. We'll get onto the pig in a minute. Um, and he's got uh, on the end of a a lead that you might find normally a dog on the end of is uh, what well, can only be described as a massive pig. Um, can you come round to a microphone? Anyone you like. Yeah. At this point, you can't be fussy. This pig is huge. This pig is huge. It's a well, whole it's, lot of pig. It, it's definitely a through and through micro pig. Real real pigs are like 800 to 1200 pounds. So with context, he's he's actually quite small. Is quite he? Small. He's no Wilbur, is what I'm Amanda, saying. Amanda, can you move Aaron's mic up just a little bit and then attempt to give Bacon the pig a microphone? Didn't know you'd be working on this today, did you? Signed up as a job for a news anchor, and all of a sudden, it's like yeah, miking up a farmyard. <laughs> okay, Mike. can we hear the pig? Well, now, after all this effort, he How would be bloody oink? mute, wouldn't he? Does he oink? He, he oinks and grunts a little bit. He uh, he's, more, he's good at making his opinion known when he doesn't get his way. I'm sure, I, as I witnessed, he was not happy oh, to do really? the stuff. <laughs> All right, I actually, I'm actually equipped for that as well. I've got uh, just need to rely on the baby bag, so to speak. I'm it's, very uh... pleased. He's, this is a disaster piece of radio. The pig is mute, apart from his rear end, which has produced a lovely little oh, present for everyone. If Mike ben- Bendix and you're listening to this, obviously there isn't a pig in the studio. Really, <laughs> we wouldn't be that stupid. And if there is any defecation of any form, then it was just me. I got caught short. Um, anyway, we'll bring the pig on if we can, but first let me ask you, Aaron. Well, I suppose I should set it up and how I know you, right? It's really, that story's a bit weird. You work for Chris Hadfield, don't you? Yes, that's correct, yeah. And you build websites and, and 
various other literature promoting Chris Hadfield as a speaker. Somewhat. So we uh, we basically I manage the website, although we do actually contract that out. But I work with his son Evan to uh, to do kind of a blend of marketing and PR and promotional work. And you and Evan phoned me up years ago, nothing to do with this radio show, and said. Um, we want to learn some Adobe software because I own a company called adobetrainingtoronto.com. It's hard to do a plug when a pig's looking at me. adobetrainingtoronto.com. And um, so you came, we learned Adobe, and you turned out to be a right laugh. Somehow, it's, we got onto the conversation of pets, and you just casually said, yeah, I've got a pet pig. What kind of pig is that? Uh, he is a Vietnamese potbelly pig, but a micro mini Vietnamese potbelly pig. Is he? Because I would not describe that as a micro mini. <laughs> believe, believe it or not, he's actually below average size. So average size can be about 140 pounds. So a lot of people don't realize what they're getting into when they get the quote unquote micro mini pig. And what does bacon weigh now? Uh, he tips the scales at 53 kilos. So approximately 115 pounds. For, oh, actually, uh, yeah. I was always thinking he was heavier than you and I. But no, 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 no. That's about as heavy as a... Um... It's about a teenage girl, basically. Yeah, you know, a teenage girl. Or my what a thing to compare him to. <laughs> no, no, I mean, weight-wise is all I'm saying. <laughs> is teenage it... girls have enough body issues. And now you're calling them pigs. Pigs, brilliant. Well done for single-handedly ruining oh, yeah. female lives. This is my favourite guest you've ever brought in. It's the best guest ever. I mean, the pig is useless, but the owner's hilarious. Um, so, yeah, my Vietnamese hairdresser is £99. So like this pig, this pig is 1.16 Vietnamese hairdressers. <laughs> um, why did you buy a pig and do you love your pig? Uh, I love my pig, absolutely. I love my pig as much as I imagine some people love their children. Mm. Uh, but uh, I had actually, I'd been with a girl forever and uh, we'd broken up and I was living on my own for the first time and she would never let me get the pig. Yeah. Uh, so once, I wonder you know, why. yeah, I, I, you know, I, a little bit of uh, perspective uh, on that situation now in retrospect, I can almost see where she was coming from. Uh, but uh, yeah, I was living on my own, so I thought, hey, you know, no one uh, but me to uh, decide on the pig conundrum. So uh, I, w I did my research and went ahead with it. If you want to see a picture of Bacon the Pig, you can either log on to Newstalk1010.com now and click on the webcam, or you can find Bacon the Pig on Facebook, which is true, isn't it? Yes, yeah. Colonel, uh, although Colonel is uh, abbreviated to COL, so it's COL space Bacon space Murphy, Colonel Bacon Murphy. COL space Bacon space Murphy. That is the pig. <laughs> where, where actually is it? It's under the table, and what's happening is he's on a leash. Mm. He's on a leash, and he just strung himself around the legs of the table and was about to choke himself. When you got back with your girlfriend and you'd bought the pig, was she upset that you had a pig in your life? Uh, no, we, there was a very, very brief reconciliation uh, that if anything, unfortunately, Bacon really must have cemented for her that she had made the right decision. Uh, so it was very, very short-lived. Although I have dated a couple of girls since, uh, neither of whom Bacon has been uh, a very big fan of. Ah. And he's been very, very vocal in uh, in making it known. Are you with the, the same girl now? I'm no, with... no, it's completely single now. Yeah, oh, are yeah, you? No, absolutely. No, just me and Bacon. We're just a couple of bachelors now living well, the life. Well, let me so. tell you something, Aaron. That's not going to last long. Because <laughs> there's a couple of ladies in here that would quite happily do whatever you want for a quick of that pig <laughs> and that weirdly isn't a sexual euphemism <laughs> uh, tragically we have to go to break which is the most annoyingly placed break of all time but we will be back with bacon colonel bacon murphy and aaron murphy his daddy owner soon on news talk 1010
You're tuned in to The Vinnie White Show on In-Depth Radio, News Talk 1010. Uh, if you've got any questions for the pig, then you can text them on 71010. He can't read, but I can assist with that. Um, if you've just tuned in, the story so far. Uh, quite a long time ago, an astronaut's son and his friend came to me and asked me to train them to use Adobe Photoshop. Adobe Training Toronto.com. And so I did. And then during our chats and training, we got talking about pets. Turns out that Aaron Murphy has a pig called Colonel Bacon Murphy. And that pig, a couple of years ago, came into the studio for a chat about all things piglet. What's it like owning a pig, etc. What's happened over the last couple of years, as is probably quite normal in the pig world, pigs got a lot bigger. Uh, now there's a big pig, it's in the studio, and Aaron joins me. Aaron, do you cook bacon in your house? Uh, you know what, Vinny? I actually do, and and maybe even possibly more than your uh, your average Canadian, simply because it's it's pretty constantly on my mind, right? So it's uh, oftentimes, you know, the, the the pig will be goofing off, and he'll be like, "Oh, bacon! Like, stop doing that!" And then it's like, "Well, you know, I I could go for a BLT or bacon or eggs or." You know, so. Is there a part of you that is slightly concerned about the cannibalistic nature of what well, the poor mental health of Bacon the pig? Well, you know, I, I try not to cook bacon right in his vicinity. Mm. You know, I try not to be sort of playing with him while I cook the bacon. Uh, but no, not really. And I only say that because uh, one single time, a uh, little bit of a confession here, I dropped a single piece of pepperoni off of the top of a slice of pizza. Uh, and Bacon very quickly scooted in and, and ate up that little piece of which would have had some pork in it which in a way was a testament to the fact that it's clearly all right and and he loved it you know he loved it uh he, he are a lot of things yeah. i don't think they're fussy eaters <laughs> no 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 exactly he is not he uh, although to be honest he is he won't eat uh, kind of like young children he won't eat broccoli he won't eat uh, carrots he's not yeah. big on turnip he's quite like a young child in many ways he was particularly stubborn on the stairs and had quite a lack safe uh, attitude to listening to your request yeah yeah we've uh, you know we've really ebbed and flowed as we found the authority uh, and the who really gives the orders in the relationship mm. uh so it, you know i, I don't want to go ahead and say that i'm necessarily in charge as much as i often take the lead yeah uh that that's about as far as it goes since you've seen he's not totally receptive to my opinion what's his obsession with the toaster i've noticed him because <laughs> i follow colonel bacon pig on uh, facebook as you all should of course and I've noticed that every couple of days you post various pictures of the monstrosity of chaos that he leaves behind him. Um, what's with the toaster? He keeps pulling that out of the wall, doesn't uh, he? He really, it seems to have some sort of personal grudge uh, with the toaster. And I don't know if it's a matter of accessibility. You know, he really got a thing for cords in general. Mm. Uh, and the, the toaster, I think, provides a very close proximity cord. Mm -hmm. uh, but, you know, I, until you've seen a pig run around your basement pulling a toaster by the cord, uh, you really haven't gotten the full experience of owning a pig. <laughs> and, and once you've seen it happen once, oddly enough, you're not even really discouraged. Uh, to, you know, you're not even encouraged to try to prevent it from happening again. So I keep storing the toaster uh, in the same very, very accessible place. You almost like it's a game of cat and mouse. Oh, I love for it. You, isn't I love it? it. You know, he's got a little destructive, uh, you know, a bit of a disturber personality. And, uh, and I enjoy uh, documenting it on his. Uh, his Facebook page. Yeah, so. I encourage you to look at Colonel Bacon the pig. Uh, our webcam has got a shot of him, but he's quite hard to see because he's quite low to the ground. Someone's just texting, can't see the pig, can you hold him up to the camera? I'm going to guess that's not going to happen. <laughs> yeah, yeah he, he's not really a hold up to the camera yeah. type of pig, unfortunately. The fact that it took it 15 minutes to go up three stairs <laughs> yeah. suggests that he's not that easy to control. 
Um, women love him. There's some in the studio that think he's gorgeous. Although I noticed, girls, you haven't stroked the pig. Is there a, are you a bit worried about that? Eating a pig and, and seeing a pig is a very different thing. Yeah. In the old days, women... I remember when I first met you, it was summer, and you had the pig, and a woman bumped her car up on the curb, put her hazard lights on, <laughs> ran out, and went and held the pig. Oh, yeah, yeah. He, he's quite the... Uh, the uh, I, I don't want to say chick magnet, because he only will bring them in so far. But he he is good at hooking them, you know what I mean? Like a, an yeah. initial... He gets, he's an attention getter, for sure. He's an attention getter. But uh, as, the, as these girls in the studio are kind of a testament to... Uh, he only brings them in so far before they realise the size of the pig and his somewhat uh, grumpy demeanour. It's almost a shame that you you weren't single when the pig was smaller. No, I really I really missed the heyday of the uh, the real the the opportune time that he, he was cute and cuddly and he could fit. You know, I could hold him. Uh, now he's a little bit more unwieldy. How many years has Bacon got left? Uh, hopefully 15 plus. You 15, know, would 15 not, left? 15 left, yeah. So and how they, old is he now? Uh, almost three years old. Three years mm. old on August 10th this uh, this summer. So he's, uh, he's coming up. bad life, is it? No, he he lives a charmed life. Charmed oh, life. And in fact, the people who we work for have provided, we rent a house from them now. So he's got a whole backyard, more space. So we were living in a condo up until the end of last summer. So Wouldn't you just love to be neighbours with this guy and the pig? Yeah, my neighbours are not real popular in he's the already, That's um, for sure. He's already cra- <laughs> he's crapped on the floor here once. Although, if, <laughs> if our boss is listening, obviously that was just a joke. <laughs> uh, but uh, you were very, very keen to clean up. You've done a lovely job. And uh, you bagged the poo, did you? Does that go on the garden Yeah, later? that goes right. The compost, actually, right? Yeah, so the bags that I use look plastic, but they are uh, fully biodegradable. So. There's a couple of people in this uh, building that I wouldn't mind. If you could just leave it on their desk, that would be fine <laughs> with me. <laughs> it sends a message out. It's not as strong as a, as a horse's head, but it does the job. Um, so when Bacon does go into Bacon heaven, mm-hmm. years ago I asked you this and you said you were prepared to eat bacon. If he died a nice, happy, natural death, do you stand well, there? Well, you know, I've sense. I wanna, I wanna qualify that statement, <laughs> saying that that was obviously, if heaven forbid, anything would have happened. Mm. Uh, you know, I wouldn't want him to go to waste. But I've since learned uh, that that would be sort of an exercise in futility, uh, because again, believe it or not, he is very small for a pig, mm. uh, and that would make him very gamey. Uh, and I, it's been described similar to venison or maybe moose or duck where there wouldn't be a lot of meat on the bones. So it wouldn't be a, a very... It wouldn't be like eating a honey-glazed ham. I'm surprised you took that angle and not the t- mental torture that you would go through. <laughs> God, you know, it's, kind of, it's just not kind of sweet enough. Really. That's the problem. You know, I mean, I can't stand the guy. He's pissing with my toaster every 10 minutes. I'm sorry, I can't do Newfoundland, so I've, I've reverted to my 1940s New York. No, no, not Newfoundland. No, I'm not I'm not Newfoundland. Uh, Nova Scotia. Cape uh, Breton. Cape Breton. Second greatest island in Canada, for very, sure. Very right across, true. Right across the way from Newfoundland, for sure. Um, if I could uh, ask you, how much room does he have in the backyard now? To... Oh, the whole thing. It had started out as a he'll have his part and I'll have my part. Yeah. Uh, but now he has indeed, well, really within a few days of uh, of moving in, he had completely eliminated any grass uh, that I'd had back there. I'll show you the pictures sometimes. I don't know how accessible they are on Facebook. Uh, but he had never done anything like that. I'd had him around cottages and, and different lawns and never really done the whole rooting thing. Mm. Uh, and so I left one night and came back home and it was like a, a drunken man had taken a rototiller <laughs> and just uh, stumbled his way through my backyard. <laughs> and within a few days, he'd completed the job. There's not a, I'd be, I would hazard, you could bet me a million dollars, I'd be hard pressed to find a blade of grass back there. Really? Yeah, yeah. And that's when you knew the fight was over. Uh, well, and I mean, that's, and there's a certain serenity and that sort of acceptance of the loss of the 
war, you know, the whole the whole backyard has really just been ceded to the pig, and, and I'll take the front yard, you know, and that's mm. uh, that's how it divided up as it turned out. It's almost like a marriage, really, isn't it? It's a give and take for sure. I mean, uh, I'm divorced personally, so I'm hoping that this marriage goes uh, with the pig <laughs> at least longer, you know, at the very least. It's so. hard to put a ring on the little piggy finger. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Can he open the fridge himself? Oh yes, yeah. Very, now that must be hazardous, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, very adept at the fridge opening. Uh, he uh, he just uses his snout down at the bottom mm. and uh, and and ticks it right open. Now at the old place. Uh, it was quite an issue, mm. um, but it actually, when he moved in here, took him the better part of four or five months before he seemed to learn that the fridge here worked the same way. Mm. Um, so it wasn't until, and uh, I, I blame one of my friends, someone fed him food directly out of the refrigerator. Oh, you never do that. Exactly. You never do do that. That no. is a big no-no in, in Piggy School 101 <laughs> is that you've now connected the dots. You've now shown the pig yeah. where the food comes from. Yeah. And the pig will cut you right out of the equation. He no longer needs you to be the provider of the food. He has seen where the food comes so what, from. what do you do? Tape it up then? Uh, no, no, I just keep a close eye and uh, every once in a while I lose a bag of milk here, head of lettuce there, <laughs> and, uh, you know, a block of cheese and uh, you say, all comes out of the like, wash, right? Yeah, you've kind of learned to live with this. Yeah, probably. oh yeah, absolutely, for sure. I have come to realize though that uh, you try to integrate another human into that routine and uh, you start to realize how strange it is because you, you see the reaction on other people's face when you're like, oh yeah, you know. You got to wash that off because the pig might have had it in his mouth. And... Oh, sorry, it just, it just rushed through my legs. Oh, God, that hasn't See happened for mean? a few years. I tell you. Um, if, uh, well done to Patrick, by the way, who's doing some movie directing. I didn't even know he had this capability. I've noticed that he keeps changing the webcam to keep up with the pig. <laughs> and currently, pig is in frame. Newstalk1010.com, pig in frame. Uh, congratulations on bringing him in. I think I love him. Do you I, love him? I love him very, very much. He he grows on you. He has a, a lot of personality. Do you sleep with him? Uh, not anymore. I used to. I built him a ramp uh, because he's much like an infant when you get him. He wants to be. He wants to sleep near well his mother or father figure. Mm. Uh, and uh, you know, for a long time, it was uh, he just slept in the same at the bottom of the bed like a dog would. Uh, but eventually, he developed a real taste for wanting to be under even the fitted sheet. So he would uh, when I would leave in the morning, he would rip the the fitted sheet right down the middle. <laughs> And then climb underneath. <laughs> oh, that's such yeah. a wonderful visual. Yeah. That's actually made my day. <laughs> and there it was. The moment that the Mini White Show was overtaken comedically and in every way by a pig. Thanks for listening. Thanks for coming in, Aaron. And, of course, Bacon. Good luck. Thank you very here. much, Vinny. Could be here tomorrow morning for the morning show. Listen in. I'll see you next week.